Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, Nick McDaniel, and as always, I am joined by my buddy Myron. Hello, folks. It's your buddy Myron, and um, over the course of last week, I have I have got shorter. Uh, no, it's just it broke my chair, so I'm in my substitute chair. I, I, if anyone's concerned, I have not shrunk by about four inches. I have uh, just had a chair. Um, I wish for Christmas. Santa Claus put me a nice new chair under the tree. Or I told you, man, order one of assembly. those. Fantasy Labs. I'm looking at those right now, man. Uh, chairs are important for large men. Uh, y'all don't know how much it is, especially for people like us who spend so much time being creative. Yeah, there's a lot of times, man, just rocking in this chair, man, and, mm-hmm. you know, get you one of those little seat and cushions in here. And, <laughs> yeah, it's comfy, man. This is probably one of the best investments I ever made for the podcast, yes. even over all the equipment and stuff we bought over the year. <laughs> this chair was probably the best thing I've uh, purchased, to say the least. So, yep. And uh, I hope next year we have a lot more good chair time. And we get to do this more often. We get to go to shows more often and report on them and talk more. But it's been a pretty good year on for what we've been given. It's a chicken salad out of chicken shit year. And some oh. people have made some pretty good salad, you know? Yep. Uh, not just in Georgia, but the whole world. And we've looked at uh, professional wrestling this year on a national scale. And came up with kind of our own awards for the year. So this is our professional wrestling awards. Absolutely, uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. But as we always, before we get started, we want to make sure we let people know, you know, hey, a by the way, real quick, and I hate to, I don't typically do personal stuff here, but I say I'm feeling much better. We're not gonna get into it. If so, for all the people that I was sick over the last week, um, I win. <laughs> I, you know, I, so I I feel much better. Um, I know it sounds I'm a little congested. Absolutely. Uh, for that, I apologize in advance, but uh, who knows? Maybe uh, there's a the whole of what what you know my sickness. Maybe that's a Patreon exclusive. Maybe I tell the stories <laughs> of what happened over the last week and uh, share my experiences, of course, with the uh, with the vid. So, yeah. um, but uh, if 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 you're curious, man, just make sure you're checking us out over there at patreon.com forward slash tapped out pod. Uh, become a member there. Uh, get some cool stuff, early releases, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I promise you, as we get into 2021 and there's more stuff, there'll be some more uh, bonus stuff over there. I know, Myron, you've worked on some cool things. That you I've been working on some stuff. Um, I've had some filming issues uh, as far as technical stuff. I promise y'all I'm working on content, and then I, the content doesn't cooperate with Myron. And uh, it's hell being old and being tech-savvy at the same time. <laughs> oh, no, I 100% agree with you, man. It's... um. It's definitely, you know, a challenge. But again, you know, make sure you subscribe and we appreciate everybody who spent a hard on dollar. That's kinda of one of the things we wanted to do is thank everybody thank who thank all the supporters. Another great year yeah. of supporting us. Yep. That's but, the best present we could get. I agree with you, man. But uh you know, th- we were going into this week's show and we thought, what well, could we do a little different with Christmas coming up? Uh look crazy week in the news and I just we both talked about it like let's just do something different for Christmas. Yeah. And so, like you said, you know, with the Georgia Wrestling History Awards coming up in the next couple of weeks, that whole process will start. We thought, well, let's do it on the national level. I mean, pretty much everything, <clears throat> unlike in Georgia wrestling, the national level, pretty much the year's wrapped up, wouldn't you say? I mean, I know we got a Christmas. Yeah. And- well, they pre-taped Christmas episode of SmackDown. Um, not much going on. I tried to watch Impact last night. And it was a Christmas show. Yeah. So why not do a Christmas show? Absolutely. I mean, they had a hot hand with Kenny Omega and Don Callis, and they decided to do a best of Christmas show. So well, it happens. But um, so we're gonna we 
snagged some, you know, uh, categories from a couple places that do these year-end awards. Um, and listen, we, we want to preface this with all, this is just our opinions, um, because we, this is one of those shows where it encourages, you know, audience participation from the Patreon members, from the people watching on Facebook, from the people listening on the, you know, obviously on the podcast, you know, whatever you do, however you're listening, whatever, all of share our it. Yeah. Fans. Let us know at tapped out pod on all the social media platforms, tapped out pod at gmail.com, of course. And if you're one of the tens of thousands of people that are watched last week on our Facebook video. Thank you guys. Uh, make sure I that you yeah, that. comment right on below, you know, your, your votes on these and they as they go along, agree and disagree. Well, let's jump right into it, man. Feud of the year. Um, I know we're going to catch flack on this because there's a, but there's a reason why we chose this one. Um, and I'll go ahead and just give it out. Um, do you have any honorable mentions or anything that you could think of other than this one? And, you know, I, I really honestly don't think there was anything compared to this feud because it was personal. Family feud. I agree with you, man. As uh, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso at the end of the year, I thought they struck the chord. Uh, and, you know, in a feud that was supposed to be a one-off, literally was supposed to be a one pay-per-view match and got such a reaction out of the fans that, uh, even Vince McMahon couldn't deny it, and they actually stretched that storyline out for a couple pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. It's great. I thought it was. I thought it was a defining moment for Roman Reigns as a heel. We've always tried to put him over as a face, give him a heel, a heel bit, and he just knocked it out of the park. Solid performance. Uh, could not be more impressed with how he worked when given the good material that he always would deserve. Kudos across the board for this. We always joke about how, you know. Emotion is what matters in wrestling, not what happens in the ring per se. Mm-hmm. And I think this this did it because they pulled out Moment. every emotion, bringing in you know the Samoans, bringing in the whole family, the angle dynamic, and like I said, even in their matches, they they went for emotion and hands down. That's why, it, in our opinion, it, this was the this was the feud of the year. Um, I know some people have some other ones they want to, and we encourage it as we always said. Comment right in the Facebook section below or at Tapped Out Pod social media, tappedoutpod at gmail.com. Let's move along to comeback of the year. Now, here's the this one's going to be a twist. We we argued there could be a wrestler there. Yeah. But we're going to do something. Could have been MVP. Absolutely. Um, And no one, and I've said this for years, MVP's uh, entrance name has been my ringtone so i'm a, i'm a huge huge fan of mpp but but comeback of the year notice we we did we took wrestler out of there for a reason because who did we pick myron we picked impact wrestling because they went from being on a hunting channel where no one could find it and then they were not even running the correct episodes to only having a twitch feed to now their 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 owners bought a network for them basically, put them out there, and they've been turning out great product. And now all of a sudden they're wrapped up with the AEW Championship. The AEW Champions on their show. Tony Khan's been bu- buying commercial time in in parentheses on every show. How did they wind up at this spot? Because there are two guys. I think Don Callis and Scott Demore have have put more thought and more creativity and more work into this promotion than, than almost anyone in wrestling has. 
and it's gone good for them. And they've hired great talent, and they've booked them extremely well. And I think they've gone from being a joke. Dude, they went from being dead. Like, yeah. literally, at one point, we said Impact was dead. And in the, in the middle of this coronavirus, too. You know, they were able, they, to me, outside of Thunderdome, have done the best job booking, and, and sorry, Thunderdome and the Capital Wrestling Center, the best job of, of booking an, uh, a room or, or a, not audience, but a atmosphere to create good wrestling. You know, you don't even realize the crowd's not there because it's done so well. It's shot well, the angles are good, the wrestling's great, the women are, are phenomenal. So... Are they developmental now? Are they the NXT for AEW? Are they the what are they? I don't know, but I'm tuning into every episode. Oh no, I'm right there with you, man. It's, uh, <laughs> they've come a long way. They've like I said, bounced back from when we literally had them on Life Supports ready to pull the plug and let them go. I mean, they were done. Yeah. To I now wouldn't want they're, they're a player. They're a player. Yeah. You know, and say Johnny what you Swinger. want. So <laughs> love Johnny Swinger. You know, and again, it we we kind of cheated when we put the promotion <laughs> versus a wrestler in there. Uh, who's your comeback? Who's your comeback of the year? Let us know at tapped out pod, tapped out pod at gmail.com. Uh, which leads us straight into, by the way, manager of the year, MVP. Mm-hmm. The most valuable player. Yes. Montavious Von Porter, manager of the year. Uh, the hurt, the hurt. I don't keep trying to call him the hurt locker. Why do I do that? There's that movie. It's the hurt business, yeah. but yeah, you always the talk hurt because business. of the movie. The I, I, I pause. And every time I try to call him the hurt locker, God, Myron, getting old but the hurt business has made a greater impact on the careers of Sheldon Benjamin's now tag team champion Cedric Alexander was was waning not getting where he wanted to Bobby Lashley had the shittiest gimmick and book he was in love with Lana yeah and it was just crap and all of a sudden MVP came in at the rumble and booked these guys into a unit and they are a serious player. They are the faction, in my opinion, the strongest faction in the WBE right now. He resurrected his own and saved the career of three. He brought people with people. him. You know, on his on his return, he brought people with him. He managed these people. Uh, I know it's it's kayfabe, but he, you can't you can't not give him some credit to his personality because they got over right. with the audience, and you can't book over. You can try to, but the audience back got behind these guys, and it's solid. It's solid. Oh, I, I agree with you, man. I, I've said it time and time again. Huge <laughs> fan of MVP. Um, I just feel like there was a big gap there that I wished he was on, you know, the bigger stage that he had kind of faltered. He had gone away a little bit. Uh-huh. And I know he had other stuff going on and stuff, but I, I've always been a fan. Like I said, been using that ringtone forever. Uh, but – Dude, um, I don't think anybody, and I get it. Some people want to argue, hey, Paul Heyman, you know, but is Paul Heyman really a manager and who's the other managers and the bit, so forth, so on. Uh, but if you disagree, we're, we're cool with that. We always tell everybody, share your thoughts, let us know. Uh, we're more than happy to, you know, at tappedoutpod, tappedoutpod at gmail.com. Um, this one's going to stun a lot of people. A stunner. This is a big one. Yeah. So we went to most improved wrestler of the year. And we went uh, through a lot of names, too. We did. Um, now, remember, it has to be on a national scale on a regular basis. Um, but I don't know that anybody in the last 12 months made the jump that we're about to say. And it's going to, like I said, it's, it's, it's pretty stunning in our opinion. Well, the last time we saw this person 
we were in the National Guard Armory next to a sewage treatment plant, and she had a horrible match with somebody, and I was like, wow, she's the shits. But she worked, and she developed, and she trained at the best place to train in Georgia, the Nightmare Factory. She got involved. Anna Jay, now working with AEW, in a major faction, big-time player, most improved, congratulations. Uh, this this girl has got unlimited potential now. I agree. And it's like it's just one of those things that, um, you know, look, there's you can't argue with look. That yeah. just happens, right? You, yep. you just can't. Um, but just the the progress from literally in twelve months. Um, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at the feet of two people. Uh, one is obviously her. Yes. Um, to work that hard, to work on the look, to work on the characters, work on you know all that stuff that you got to put in. Of course, look, QT training her down at the Nightmare Factory. I'm sure, and all the people that are putting the work down in there that just the progress alone, uh, they're doing something right there, obviously. Uh, but a lot of people will be, you know, like I said, they're going to be surprised. But our, our most improved wrestler of the year, Anna Jay and AEW. Just totally shocked me. Yeah. You know, this is the thing. This thing made such an opinion on me. It just snapped right in my head when it hit because she really shocked me. And I am so pleased to see somebody doing so well. And somebody that I've met, and we we're, we know her, her boyfriend Cody, and they're around the Nightmare people all the time. So cool, so awesome to see local people doing so well. Um, and but we, we actually, by the way, hold on real quick. I, I you know, you know, to honorable mentions in there that those were the other two names that we we yeah. discussed was ten and five, right? Alan yep. Angels and Cody Vance. Mm-hmm. We were like same thing. Oh yeah. So don't let that be wasted there as well. Um, then we went to rookie of the year, which again we kind of cheated, and we went with AEW man. <clears throat> Think about what they've done for wrestling. Now I am not Mister AEW. I'm not Tony Khan. You know, I'm not a Khan kid. Um, but what they've done for wrestling cannot be understated. The fact that they have put so much talent on AEW Dark and given so many people during the COVID. They gave so many people exposure and shots and opportunities, not just Georgia, from around the country. They've built and strengthened wrestling in this time, and so they're the rookie of the year because they were new, not, what, November, October last year? So they've had a year, Yeah. and I'm impressed. They've done something big time. They're getting that million-person uh, million, uh, watching. They're getting that those numbers. You can't argue with it. You can't argue with success, and what they've done for the business has been tremendous. If nothing else, after one year, one full year, listen, I, I get it. On a business scale, when you're talking about merchandise and global, look, they're not on the level with WWE. But when it comes to everything from the perception in wrestling from outside, mm-hmm. They've gotten their name in the mix in a year. Yep, and that's important. Huge. Like, look, you know, we we try to tell people from a from a business standpoint, which was you know the the inner geek in me loves that kind of stuff. They're not comparable to WWE, and that's okay. No. They shouldn't be. They they're one year in, folks. And that's their strength is not <clears throat> being WWE. Mm-hmm. They give you something different. They give you a legitimate alternative to a certain point from WWE. Absolutely, and that's, that's awesome. But if nothing else, 
that why they're rookie of the year is they at least are in the conversation after one every year. every conversation. And that's not that's that's I mean tons of other promotions out there have tried it and not pulled it off. Yes. So keep that in mind, folks. Um, woman wrestler of the year. Um, again, national scale, folks. I mean, this is going to be the key part of it. Um, and I don't know that anybody you could try to argue. Um, I know at the end of the year you could try to argue that it petered out a little bit. But at the beginning of the year, for the majority of the year, did anybody have the run that Bailey had? Nobody had as much screen time in the WWE. Nobody was on both shows on different networks than Bailey. When she was with Sasha, her feud with Sasha that went to the Hell in a Cell, her gimmick change, the heel turn, she did something that I thought was so impressive that at a point, her and Sasha were the only thing the WWE had going, the only interesting thing they had. Everything was floundering. Everybody was bitching about how bad the writing and booking was, but the only thing that was working involved Bailey and or Sasha. How awesome is is seeing somebody rise up and take a company on their backs and tote them through the worst time ever in professional wrestling? I mean, and think about this. When she was ponytail Bailey, yeah, and the fans started backlashing on it, we never thought she could be a heel. No, no, not Bailey. She's a baby face, blah, blah, blah. She basically completely proved us wrong on how much of a heel she could be for the entire year. Your best heels were your best baby faces. You have to have one to have be one to be the other one next. You can't just start with one thing, I think, in my opinion. I mean, but just like you said, I mean, to go from the heel change to the haircut to the, ch- the image look, even mm-hmm. the change of music, getting rid of the... F- wacky inflatable people and all that kind of stuff and but just the 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 storytelling of the how how bad she could turn people on her and then like you said to put her with sasha the domination of that tag team across the board think about it for weeks months that was all we talked about like from show to show it was like there's all there was to talk about the standout are, you know, sasha and bailey and then of course they we all knew eventually and how about this they did a decent job uh, I'll say, actually, dare say, pretty good job of stretching the the turn we knew was coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we went basically from the beginning of the year to hell in a cell with that that arc, yes. which just normally they don't do. They don't have the patience to typically do. Yeah, and that's the best turns are the one that you build. You know it's coming. That you tune in to see if this is going to be the night that that happens. I, I can't I can't argue with any of this. Sasha was terrific too. Oh, yeah, it was close. I mean, and that's the argument there is that the, between those two. There, was there another woman from another promotion that you considered, that you thought about? Um, Deanna Perrazzo. Um I would think if we were going to go with people from AEW, we'd have to go with Hikaru Shida, but I think Abaddon has been doing a phenomenal job. Listen, I no think... disrespect to anybody in AEW. There was no... Nothing strong. I mean, their best women's wrestler is... Nothing so strong that you could argue that it would be wrestler. You see, and there's the thing. I I would would argue her over anybody in AEW. Yeah. And she's not even worked for them, technically. Yeah. So if I were to pick an AEW woman, it would be have to be one of them, but I don't think they made an impact on the scale. I think AEW is starting to strengthen their women's division. I think you're starting to see better stuff go on there. And they're going to have to get to the point where they're confident enough to put them back in a high position 
because they were sucking the ratings so bad. They're going to have to make it so good that they're going to be confident enough to then move them back up. It is. Okay. It's tough to argue that anything other than a WWE woman star was woman. I mean, because you could argue Charlotte. You could argue now. Somebody tried to argue Becky, Becky but Becky was gone for so long. <laughs> but the big pregnancy announcement was huge. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying, but as far Oscar. as being Oscar, you could make a giant for player her. in the women's mm-hmm. division. She was, a, she was a tag champion for a while. Yep. She was an individual champion for a while. I, sh- I still stand behind our Bailey decision. Um, yep. But, the, you know, there's lots of arguments to be made. But this one was one of the toughest Most consistent ones. all year. Yeah. So Bailey. let us know what you think, folks, at Tapped Out Pod and, of course, in the Facebook comments below. Um, best interview slash promo. This one we thought we actually were going – like when we – when we finally picked it, we're like, how did we miss this one even in the beginning? Well, we had another one picked till we, I was just scrolling through and I'm like, holy shit. Like, how did we miss MJF? <laughs> His social media presence is so good that he works angles with people not even in AEW. He's always on somebody. He's always posting about something. He's always getting involved. He is... He is a heel in the face of popular heels, in the face of the the the, the heels that are nice to people on on the internet, and the the you know the. He's a true heel. Oh, he's yeah. the best heel in wrestling right now. He's the most charismatic. He's the most most wonderful interview promo. He he's the best. And he's so he young. How crazy yeah. is that? He's so young. He's probably like, I don't think he's half as old as Chris Jericho. And the funny part is you look at him and you go, he's one of the few wrestlers that when you look at him, Tony Schiavone's take is right. You're like, dude, what a prick. Exactly. And you legitimately think he's a prick. Yeah. And you dislike him because he's being a prick. And that's his job. I agree with you, buddy. I mean, I 100% agree with you. Love it. Um now, there was another category that we came out that was uh, from, and like I said, we stole these from a lot of different places, most charismatic, and I think this one is easily, wasn't. It, we didn't even think about this one. That was what was crazy. We just literally, we said the category, and we both were like, Cody Rhodes. He got it natural. He's a face of, now I wish he would not argue with fans on social media, but he is the face of a company. The face of a company. He's done other things. He's acted. He's split over into the those game that not game show, but that talent show on the TV. Big show. Yeah, the big show. Um, well, it's the big. Yeah. No, but he's he's transcending all this media. He's become super popular. He's recognizable now. Probably the most recognizable person they have. Let me ask you this too, because when we 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 went to Atlanta when they were here. Does anyone suck a crowd in when they take the no. mic and just start talking to you? No. You feel like you grew up with Cody. Like, Cody, like you watched him grow up from a kid. I felt like I was a, I was a Rhodes. Yeah. I really felt like I was a family member. He got me. He got me right in the feels in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, I sat there, and that show was not all for me. There were times where I could fall asleep during that show. But when Cody got up there on that cage... And he got that microphone. I my attention was focused. Yeah, totally focused. Congratulations on uh, becoming a father. Yep. And Brandy's first child. I clearly shows he's a charismatic individual. Yes. I don't know where the angles are going. I thought she had a match coming up, but 
Yeah, we'll, we'll that'll change out. some things. But uh, like I said, I agree with you, man. Charismatic, most charismatic, Cody Rhodes um, for the year. That's just our take on it. You can always beg to differ. Let us know. Um, let's start getting some of the meat. We're getting some good ones now. Promotion of the year. Well, this will kind of surprise some people. We, um, you know, we were kind of going with the Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, you know, NXT, WWE, blah, 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 blah. And we chose AEW. Yes. Um, AEW, this was their first calendar year. This was their first time on television. This was their first. Now, the WWE, in time of pandemic, had to adapt. But they had to adapt from running a wrestling show that's been going forever, having what nearly 30 years on Raw. They adapted from this point of strength. We're having infrastructure and all that combined. AEW had to adapt on the fly. They had to run in the Nightmare Center and pre-tape. They had to do all these Nightmare Factory, not Nightmare Center. They had to do all this stuff and make these huge changes. And all this, all this crazy year, it was not only their first year, but it was their first time doing wrestling in a pandemic. So you're presented with challenges huge challenges and they came through strong and it's it's been a blessing for them i just think they because of well. what they like I said what they've accomplished in their first year and you know and i look we we are as critical of them as anybody from week to week we you know we're trying to be fair and um we are um but i just i'm not saying anything negative as far as wwe i'm not saying an impact or whatever i just think what they've accomplished this year yes is you know wwe kept a billion dollar company you know's head above water for the most part you know during this time they they grew during this time so that's why we gave them the nod in our opinion yes um this next award right. by the way this is our opinion this is where the facts are this is the first award where i said screw them this is our opinion this is our take <laughs> we're gonna pick who we want to pick in this one and, and, and one call did it for me one call all year i yep and it's funny, we did best television announcer, and we went with Tony Schiavone. And everybody's going to be it's like, oh, what about Morrow? What about, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Pick a guy. Doesn't matter. This is our award, and we were just glad to the <laughs> that Tony Schiavone's back on commentary. Yes. The voice of our childhood. Yes. And like you said, to hear him scream, you know, it's Sting one more time on TNT. How pop was that, man? Yeah. And, I, I'm one of those guys that. If you, it, I'm probably the hardest person to pop on television. You might can get me on pay per view, but on a regular week, you really have to work hard to get me. But <laughs> that's the biggest pop I've had on watching AEW on television all year. Just off from sitting here in the uh, in the studio, home, office complex we have, uh, that really got me. It was it was amazing. Um, Tony was so funny on his podcast. One of the people that really got me listening hard to podcasts, one of the people who I think is a phenomenal storyteller, somebody that's interesting. Thanks, Tony. You made me, you gave me a childhood moment again. And I don't get many good childhood moments because our childhood wrestlers are dying. We, we regret so much missing people from our childhood, and all of a sudden, Tony gave us a positive. And in a time of coronavirus and everything going on in the world, that was that was great. That was a great memory to have, and it was a great positive thing to have happen. Thank you, Tony. 
Yeah, and you know, it, I think it goes back to like you said, just the sheer um, uh, joy. I mean, to go back to you had that '90s, you know, that '90s feel. Is that the, what we're looking for? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's in, in our opinion, that was the best, easily the best announcing um, for the whole year. Let's move on to uh, the best major wrestling show of the year. Everybody's going to be shocked, you know, because we're such WWE homers is what we're accused of all the time. Yes. But that wasn't where we went. We didn't go that route at all. Uh, we went with AEW's Revolution. Yeah, it was a very, very, very varied show. It was a very different show, and I think that's what did that. You know, it was gave us something completely different to look at, and I think drew a lot of eyes, you know, in a time. And this time you did a really good solid pay-per-view and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to see this. Yeah. I mean, it's it just the, the, the sheer card. I mean, when you're sitting here looking at it, I had to pull it back up just to go over it. I mean, so ju- you know, the, it opened up, it was kind of a dud opening up with Hager and Dustin, no knock on Dustin, by the way, it's not a big fan of Hager, by the way, Dustin Rhodes is, <laughs> is, 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 is a, just, he's Dustin Rhodes. He's a freaking legend. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some people like to argue that the Bucks versus uh, Omega and Page was like one of the best tag team matches of all time. I know you disagree. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, but that was the absolute bloodbath of Cody and MJF. Yeah. That one stood out, of course. Then, of course, you know, Pac wrestled. Remember, I, that was actually Orange Cassidy, one of his first serious yeah. kind of matches versus Pac. Uh, but, the, of course, the look, the one that stands out is, of course, that is where Chris Jericho eventually would uh, pass the torch and uh, John Moxley would become the new champion and go on to be, some people would argue, you know, have one of the better years of, you know, for the wrestler this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, people were probably going to be surprised that we didn't pick a WWE pay-per-view, but, and there were a couple, believe it or not, that we did actually have in that mix. Uh, but for some reason, this was a good, to us was a clicking turning point in AEW as well. And which is why we consider it probably the best one this year. I, I gotta agree. It's good. It did something. It did something different, you know. And they're establishing this routine, and they're they're getting these points out there. Because some people want to argue, like for me, when I said, "Look, Chris Jericho was your initial champion because you needed yes. him to be the first champion because you needed that name recognition." Mm-hmm. And so for me, Revolution actually was like is literally the switch turning to now you're putting it on. And I'm not saying that when I said this in my head just now, I literally caught myself. Like you were passing the title from your superstar mm-hmm. to a wrestler. Yes. Not saying John's not, first John Moxley's not a superstar, but not Chris Jericho's not a wrestler. But Chris Jericho's more of an attraction and a, and a superstar yeah. than he is, you know that now. And I think that's why it was time to pass it along to him and let Moxley carry that title for the rest of the year. Yes. Um. So that's why we went with that. Um. Let's move on to the best gimmick. And this one, I think, has got to be pretty easy when we think about it. Uh, we went with who, Myron? We went with The Fiend. Yeah. The gimmick of the year. The gimmick that stretched through WrestleMania and John Cena and gimmick matches. and <laughs> Something I was not impressed with at first. I, I've never been the biggest Fiend guy, but they've done so much with this. And they put it on a guy... Who could carry it? And nobody else really has a gimmick like that anymore. You know, he's he was 
bigger than life. He was a fictional character like The Undertaker used to be. You know, it was it was a big deal. He did great. Well, here's the funny thing. People joke about it. To me, one of the strengths of The Fiend that people overlook <laughs> is Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like, I think you need, you need both. It's the yin and the yang of the character yep. that make it, you know. And, um, look, I, I know people a lot of, you know, try to, like, argue and have a lot of grief about, oh, he loses too much or this, that, or whatever. A, he typically, when he loses, it's to a guy who has a chance. Now, does he lose too much? Maybe. But first of all, who decides that? That's a whole other show. That's a, a Patreon exclusive that I want to get into of something I heard on one of uh, uh, Bischoff's podcasts. Let's go into that the wins and losses matter in professional wrestling bit. Um, We're going to get in a rabbit hole. The show will never end. Exactly. Um, so obviously we this and there's so much you can do with the fiend. By the way, like set him on fire. Yep. You know things like that, which I know a lot of people are like. Oh, that's not wrestling. Whatever. Okay, that was a cool freaking visual. I don't care. Pair him with said. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, you got Beauty and the Beast, that whole, like, you know, dynamic going on with those mm -hmm. two. Um, great, great gimmick. Great, great character. Obviously, that's who we chose. Um, this one we kind of put in as almost kind of as a joke. Uh, best pro wrestling documentary. Um, yeah, by the way, I will tell you this. This will surprise you. The Goldberg 24 is very, very good. I watched it the other night. I watch a lot of those documentaries on uh, WWE Network. Um, and listen, Is there a bad one? Generally, the answer is no. You could also argue a lot of the dark side of the ring stuff, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And but. dark it should win. Um, and this right up there, by the way. However, this year, it was not even close. I, I think the last ride with The Undertaker, hands down, took us on a journey we never thought we would see. No. I mean, did we ever think we would see the day that, you know, the Taker breaks kayfabe, you know, and, and like lets us into that character? Yeah. That's what makes that documentary to me so good. Made us privy to the emotions. Let us find out how he felt. Let us get the real story. Get what it made you feel. Five episodes made you feel. You might not have, you know, been the biggest Taker fan in the world, but you can't disagree with the fact that he is the the Mount Rushmore guy. A lot of people don't put him on there, but he is a—he was the guy that was the main man in the company forever. Okay, thirty years, just in WWE. Guys, this guy, Taker's impact was so huge, and you getting to see his family life and what it was inside, inside him and behind the scenes and seeing things at home. Oh, that was so powerful. Do you want to know what this documentary? This is gonna. I'm gonna tangent for a second before we get to the last three. The reason I I so adamantly wanted this category and I wanted the last ride on there is I will tell you what this documentary did for me that a lot of people won't like. Um, things like he should retire, he should move on, he should say you know. Watching this documentary, I realized my opinion, nor yours, to be not yours. This is a broad based. Yeah. You know, to when I say yours, it's to everybody listening. Our opinions don't matter. No. Taker does, you know, when I, and you know how much I hate the word deserved in wrestling. I just, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Like, you deserve to get your paycheck and do what you're told. That's what you deserve. <laughs> but to see the emotion and the struggle of his struggle to hang it up, or that wasn't good enough, I want to go out on my terms or whatever. Think about that. That's what you would want with your job. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want your boss to walk in one day and say, "That's it," or better yet, how about this? You work at a you work at a retail location, and some customer comes in and tells you you don't have it anymore. You're not good at your job. You should go home. You don't deserve to be here anymore. And that's your last day. And that's your last day, by the way. <laughs> that's essentially what we do to wrestlers. Yeah, we tell them they you know you don't have it anymore. You should step aside, or you should pass the torch to somebody else and move on. That's what we we have that audacity. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time in our head, we know like, dude, I still have this, you know, maybe you're wrong, but you want to go out on your terms, but you don't think wrestlers deserve that same right. You could see the emotional. There's what we forget sometimes is there's a human being, there's a man. And I say, and woman in that character, like that's a person that he, he wanted to like, like that wasn't good enough. Like to see him wholeheartedly apologetic to Roman Reigns. <laughs> That like he he did the, he did a disservice to Roman Reigns in their WrestleMania match, and he knew that. You know that's that's the kind of stuff that people like. I think we get so caught up in the fandom that we forget that. We forget their people. Yeah. Yeah. And we think we know better than them, and we don't. So, but that's what that documentary meant to me, anyway. Um, so, uh, hand in hand, let's roll it in. I'm going to go out of order here and throw you for a loop, Byron. Okay. Match of the year. Um, we had two and I was, there's a reason why we cheated and have two. Mm-hmm. Number one was Boneyard. I don't see how you could argue with that except for the fact that it was a cinematic match. Yeah. It wasn't it, a match. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why we have two. Cause we put a match in as the other one. Yeah. This Boneyard match will stand the test of time. The two guys that were involved in it, I think, made it special. And uh, I don't know that he could ever have. That's the only reason I've been real big on actually him retiring and staying retired is because I mm-hmm. don't think you could do any better than that as a walk away. No, and it gave him the opportunity to really, really shine. And you could cover up whatever you needed to cover up. Mm-hmm. It didn't look bad. He looked like the old Undertaker. It was. It was just good to watch it was good to see taker shine it was good to see taker in character to be the undertaker not just you know the older guy that was at some of those wrestlemanias i loved it i think it was one of the better things i've ever seen aj Styles shined in that uh wonderful job very wonderful job um so that's kind of why we went with the boneyard match obviously uh but then we thought like hey we need a match as well then mm-hmm. so we're really going to piss some people off because uh, the match everybody ever you know oh my god it's got to be X Y Z right no um, our favorite match of the year we're going with Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso and Hell in a Cell you had to connect with something and if it wasn't the the great entertainment that you got in the Boneyard you got an emotional component in this match Roman you know say I'm the head of the table. Say I'm, you know, say I'm in charge, whatever. I can't remember the exact terminology he used. But he used that, and you got a feeling sorry for Jay. And, like, he's just beating, and you, it's, it was a, it was a family moment. It was a emotional invoking moment. Um, I paid attention totally to this match. I didn't take my eyes off the screen, and that's the way I am. That's amazing to happen. Uh, it was terrific. It's absolutely we, terrific. Look, we always talk about wrestling's about moments and emotion, and this match had both. Yes. Um, and that's why. Look, it's not about, and I get it. Everybody wants to get their shit in, and they want to have the cool moves. 
But this, the moments of, you know, it's Jay won't stop. He doesn't stop. Jay doesn't quit. Remember, the, it's, it's not mm-hmm. quit in the hell in a cell, but he only quits because Jimmy's involved now, mm-hmm. and he does it to save him. And then you got the Samoans involved at the stage where they essentially crown, you know, Roman the head of the table. You know, there's so much there that that's why we went with that match, and we get it. Like, a lot of people aren't going to agree, but that's why we always say, this is because this is our picks. Yes, we have a podcast. Yeah. Um, so let us know. And we're not saying you're wrong with your pick. Wrestling's no. all subjective. At tapped out pod, tapped out pod at gmail.com. Of course, comment your matches or, you know, down below in the Facebook. We are totally cool with that. Uh, we're going to go home here with the two, the two last two here. Tag team of the year. Um, I don't, like, I know everybody's going to, this wasn't, and our argument wasn't even close. And we went no. with the golden role models. Yes. Yes. I don't think there's any way to argue about the fact that they had such a huge role in the WWE this year. Um, they were allowed, not really allowed, they were stuck in a position where they had to come out of their shells, and not they were in their shells, but their personalities had to grow and take up slack for people who couldn't keep up with it right now. And in pandemic, in the bubble... And all the different stories we heard coming out, or you can't even leave there. You got to stay in Orlando and blah, blah, blah. You got to stay at the performance center. They kept it interesting from show to show to show. And how, how can you put more on two people and get more out of them than what we got out of them this year? Well, we discussed it when we talked about <laughs> Bailey for Woman of the Year that, yeah. I mean, just the domination of those, those two on that show, yeah. you know, as the tag champions, they, they like I said, essentially carried all of the shows, bouncing mm-hmm. from show to show. When the when the, when WWE was really struggling creatively, and I would argue that they were struggling more at the beginning than the later year, even though yeah. the ratings say otherwise. But whatever. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, and and I don't. Banks was on Mandalorian. Jesus Christ, how cool was that? Yeah. Um, and so that's our take. Uh, and we're going to end with a, this one's going to. This is a shocker. I get it. Because a lot of people want to argue, and I, I just I will still stand by this. So our wrestler of the year, I know you know. Look, there was guys out there that you could argue this, that, and the other. I know Moxley was a big pick for a lot of people. On and on and on, uh, we we thought about Roman possibly, but then I was like, dude, he missed a pretty decent chunk of the year. Yeah. It's kind of hard to argue. You know, lots of things factored into it. The most consistent and the most natural and the best, in my opinion. From top from January to December mm. is Randy Orton. Well, how many big feeds has he had? How many big pay per views has he had? How many times has he been in every title picture? I, I, all year long. Yeah, he was in a major thing with Edge. He was in the he was in a in a title run you know scenario with with Drew McIntyre. He's in with the Fiend now. He freaking lit the Fiend on fire for crying out loud. This I just think, and this is one of the most uh, like we jokingly for years called Randy Orton the chocolate dip cone of wrestling, because yeah. he's like he was never like the he's never going to give you a five star match. He was, but he was always consistently going to give you three or four. Like he was yeah. always really really good. Yeah. And I I used I joke with some friends of ours about how now I always tell something about Randy Orton. The problem is is Randy Orton too smooth for his own good. Yeah, like he's so natural. Mm-hmm. That everything is looks it looks easy, yeah. To Randy Orton, like he literally looked 
And I think, but my thing with Randy Orton is through the last few years, I wonder if it's A, he, does he like, is the whole legacy thing coming through his mind now? Like, what are people going to remember about me? Mm, yeah. That like now he's, he's, and he's such a veteran and he's got so much knowledge that he's just kicking it into gear. And like I said, because everything's so easy. He's the easiest person to hate. Oh yeah. Because he's so good. Like you said, it comes so easy to him. He's dislikable. He's setting people on fire. He's always seeming like a psychopath. Yeah, he's easy to hate. He's a, a great heel. And he's a great wrestler. And he was the star of the men's division all year. The most consistent wrestler in the men's division all year. If you have a program where you put a belt on Drew McIntyre, you can't not have the Randy Orton, the heel, challenging him all the time. It had to make it interesting, and that's what they did. And they did the best they could. The best thing to happen in the women's, sorry, in the men's division all year, was weaving Randy Orton through it. That was a bit. It was awesome. Yeah, I don't know that any. Like you said, it's consistently throughout the year. Like I get it. A lot of people want to argue. Well, what about Moxley? What about McIntyre? So forth and so on. Um, I, during that COVID peak, I just wasn't as interested in those two champions. Which I don't know how that happened. Well, Moxley was gone a considerable point of the year. He missed a chunk, but like I said, you know, and I get it though. The you know, a lot of people want to bring in the the Kingston thing, but that's like one you know one thing there um and and i'm not saying he's not i'm not saying neither one of those guys were deserving again it goes back to like dude this is why we have like it's our podcast so we pick the winner that's who we pick. <laughs> um so share your thoughts i mean we're cool that any of those categories at tapped out pod tapped out pod at gmail.com let us know your takes what are your and this is not an argument guys it's literally like what is your thoughts who, who would you pick as those categories mm-hmm. um and let us know um, but you know, before we move on, we do want to get a quick, a little bit of Georgia Indy talk. Georgia. Um, yeah. Before we move on, it's not going to be a huge, you know, news thing. Uh, but we do want to get into, look, Anarchy's coming up this weekend. What's uh, left, folks? Show of the year. That's essentially those two shows are the, the wrap up, go home for Georgia Indy wrestling it going into the end of the year. Two big performers, two people who are two groups that are always perennial favorites produce great shows. Um, massive talent. Uh, AWE is bringing in now. I, not getting to see Sienna Russell in person is, is very heartbreaking for me, but I've, I've got to be at work all day. I'm going to be able hopefully to leave work at seven and be to uh, landmark arena by eight o'clock to see the show. Um, I want to recognize Todd Sexton in the Hall of Fame. I haven't seen the other nominees. That's slack on my end. But Todd Saxton is a Hall of Famer there by by any standard. Um, and it's going to be a great show. It's hardcore hell. It's it's the big deal. It, at I this mean, point, it could set the table that either one of those two shows could steal show of the year at the end of yeah. the year. Which and is think why, about, obviously, we pushed the back. So. Yeah. Griff Garrison is on that show. Griff Garrison, who is getting that tag team push at AEW right now, who's getting theme music at AEW right now, who's getting on pictures with Cody. Dude, the main event of freaking Logan Creed versus Shane Marks. 
Oh, wow. Logan yeah. Freed's a beast, and everybody knows it. I mean, it is what it is. Um, making him, he's making big news uh, elsewhere as well. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a monster. Uh, cool. You know, like I said, I think these two shows hugely have the potential mm-hmm. to sneak in a show of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're out and about this weekend, check them out. Uh, you know, show of the year, AWE, Anarchy, Hardcore Hell. Uh, I'm hoping maybe to make it, you know, to Hardcore Hell myself. I got to see what the, you know, Christmas schedule looks like uh, now that I am healed up and I can actually get out of the house. So <laughs> that'll be a plus and let us, you know, hopefully so. But guys, look, the Georgia Wrestling History Awards are coming. We've we've referenced them. Obviously, we talked yeah. about the national stuff that we kind of did this award show for just kind of as a as a, as a show here for Christmas. The everything's being set up like this, as far as the structure for voting. There's a there's a Facebook group. I mean, pay attention, ask any questions, ask Rob Rod, Larry. You know, uh, as far as like how how that's going to work on there. I'm not getting involved in the details. I'm tech support. That's it. I'm tech. Tech, tech support. I'm the, the assistant to the, of the secretary tech. of the tech support yeah, department. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I have no say at all in anything. I just walk around. And look yeah. Smart ass remarks. <laughs> so keep an eye out on all that, you know, and remember it's, it's, it's industry voters, not fan voting, all that kind of stuff. That's, I do want to throw that out there. Um, but make sure obviously that, you know, that stuff's coming up. Uh, and that's going to be a cool thing here. To, it's all going to start at the beginning of the year, not during December. We wanted to get everything. They wanted to get everything in before through the year. It's been a special year. Yeah. It's time to make special exceptions. Yeah. Wrestling has been good to us, as good as it could be in a horrible time. So let's give them something. Let's get Absolutely. something back. So, let's get out there to these shows. Let's make a commitment to getting out to support indie wrestling even harder next year. If we can, if we can get through this pandemic, if we can beat this stuff back, let's get out there and fill those seats and watch what we love and do what we love to do and be with our friends. I know this has been a hard time. I know the sickness. I know that it's been scary. It's affected just about everyone I know in some way. But it's... We're going to get through this. We have to stay strong, and wrestling has to stay strong, just as our country does. Yep. Amen. Amen. And um, one way to keep a you know in the loop of what's going on Georgia wrestling history, obviously, is we always tell you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Whether that be on any, basically any podcast platform, we're there. Uh, between Apple Podcast, iHeartMedia, Google Podcast, Spotify. Uh, you can see a lot of them on the screen. Of course, Amazon Music, we're on there now. Um, I think I told the story of like last week where the wife was like, she went to our Alexa unit at, or the Echo, whatever that's called, and was like, Alexa, play Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast. And boom, it comes up on the uh, Alexa. She was actually, I thought that she got a kick out of that more than anybody. Uh, but make sure you're subscribing everywhere, guys, whether it's follow us on Facebook, you know, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Follow, subscribe, give us that five-star rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. Um you know, amongst our Patreon members, on and on and on. We can't, you know, it's been a great year so far. Got one more show. One more show before the end yep. of the year is wrapped up. Uh, we're going to kind of try to come up with something special for that one as well, um, you know, and as we go home. But, uh, you know, we'll see, man. But uh, it's, you know, we want to take a time here before we get into Merry Christmas, Merry Happy Christmas. Holidays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you said. And happy birthday to our, our leader. He was born... And they wrapped him in pro wrestling t-shirts and laid him in an office chair. 
and he saved modern wrestling podcasting. Well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for everything. That. Thanks for another birthday. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, giving me so much to do. Well, Nick. that's my goal in life is to keep you busy. Yes. Well, there's <laughs> there's other people that do a good thankfully, job. I enjoy this. I'm not just running around shopping. Absolutely. Got to get my presents. Got to get the last of the presents, folks. Get this shit over with so I can have a nice bourbon and sit by the tree and enjoy my family for, for once in a year. <laughs> now, be with the people you love to the best you can. Yeah. I'm going to have to see my mother from inside a car and, and my brother and my niece and my sister-in-law because I don't want to get them sick. I'm, don't, I'm not sick. The hell if I know I'm sick. How do you know you're sick? You won't know for five days if you're sick. Um, but I get exposed to people sick all the time. I'm, I work in retail. Uh, do right by your family. Love your children. If most important thing you can do is, at this Christmas is tell people you love them and tell them how important they are to you. If you can't buy them a present, let them know how you feel and be there and let's do it good this year. Let's stay safe and let's go for a great year next year. I love you guys. I love you guys. Seriously. Well, that's all you I got, got, brother. You got anything else? My best friends. The chicken thing. Well, I would be together. Um, I got nothing else, Nick. Well, what's the old saying, brother? If I've got nothing and you've got nothing, what time is it? It's time to tap out. <laughs>